This is Inner Healing Paths podcast. Here we discuss the healing of the mind, body, soul, and spirit through a variety of different paths. We have emotional and spiritually minded conversations centering on ancestral healing, psychology, astrology, yoga, meditation, magic, and indigenous spiritual practices of the world. I am your host, Rosa Shetty, and I am so happy you are here. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Rosa. This episode is with Michelle Mojica. She is a first-generation Chicana mental health therapist, and she came by and shared so much knowledge and wisdom with us. She specifically shares on the four elements, fire, air, earth, and water, and how tapping and connecting to these elements can be so healing and nourishing for our heart, for our spirit. She shares about the connection with the moon and how it's been an inspiration for her since she was a child. She also shares how to build an altar at home and the benefits, the emotional healing benefits of having an altar for you to attend to and for your spirit and how it nourishes your soul. So I love this conversation and I know you will too. If you find it helpful, if you find it healing, please share it with a friend, share it on your social media and leave me a review on Apple Podcast. And I just want you to know that I appreciate your support. If you have any questions, any feedback for me, I welcome that. You can email me directly and I will have my email in the show notes. You can also DM me on Instagram. I check all my messages and I respond to every message I receive. So I look forward to connecting with you in that way. If you are interested in going a little bit deeper in your healing journey, I want you to know that I have a Patreon and we meet once a month and this is for women on a mission to learn and heal together. I've had this for a couple of months now and it's been such a treat to be able to meet some of the listeners to be able to connect in real time. We gather once a month, like I said, and we discuss different topics. So far, we've talked about healing the mother wound. We talked about inner child healing, how to reparent your inner child. We've talked about shadow work. Next month, we're going to be talking about trauma in the body and different tools and strategies that you can use and implement on your own to help you manage triggers and overwhelming emotions. If this sounds like it's something that would be helpful for you, check it out. It's on the link attached to the show notes. You can also go to my Instagram account and in the link in bio, there is uh, a link there to, for you to connect directly to that and check it out. It's only $10 a month and you get access to all the past content as well. So the previous talks are all there. The replays are available for you to watch. And I believe that is it for now. I want to give a brief disclaimer that this podcast episode does not treat or diagnose any physical or mental health condition. This episode does not substitute for healthcare or mental health services of any kind. 
guests have a right to share their opinion and perspective, and this does not constitute an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. So without further ado, here's the interview with Michelle. Take a listen. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for being here on the podcast. Hola, hola, buenos dias. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, buenos dias. And so for the folks um, listening, so we actually had to do this twice. The first time something happened, and I'm so grateful for Michelle for agreeing to do this again. So thank you so much for for being so patient. (laughs) Of course. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. So maybe there's a different message or story that needs to be shared this time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's true yes absolutely I, I I believe on that so much and and we'll see what comes up right mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see what comes up today but to start off uh, Michelle can you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and and the healing work that you do see sí, um so I am an MSW and I'm also an LCSW so I'm a licensed um, therapist I've been a therapist for nine years now, and I started my private practice two years ago. So I've been doing uh, my own work in therapy the way I wanted to to do it without an agency and org, someone telling me what I need to do. (laughs) So that in and of itself has been a blessing, and I'm grateful to be able to do the work and work with folks that resonate and are in alignment with what I believe in right so long story short um I actually started my spiritual journey I say like 15 16 years ago um I started attending moon ceremonies and other ceremonias I did danza mexica and I just started getting involved in our indigenous and ancestral healing practices uh, meeting different elders, different maestras that taught me, you know, different rituals, different practices along the way. So when I became a therapist, I knew, right, that I wanted to help folks. I knew that I wanted to be that support. But when I was going to school, I felt like something was missing, right? In school, we get taught like EBP models, which are evidence-based practices, um, all based on research that are supposed to work, right? These therapeutic models that are supposed to work. But my, my challenge was always, how am I going to apply this to people of color, to our communities? Because the research didn't provide that, right? So when I started my private practice, I started thinking about how is it that I can incorporate the healing practices that I learned for myself, right? Those 15, 16 years, because when I started doing ceremonia and doing spiritual work, that's when I started healing. Besides therapy, right? Todo, todo in conjunction, todo junto. Yeah. Um, that's when I started feeling whole and like I found a balance in my life. So my, my current practice has been incorporating indigenous and healing practices into therapy with my clients, um, those that are open to it, of course, right? So that's kind of where I'm at. That's the journey where I'm at and trying to bridge that gap between Western mental health and indigenous ancestral practices. 
Yeah, it sounds like you have um, such a beautiful practice. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people listening may not be familiar with, with, um, you know, with, with the combination of these indigenous healing practices and just more traditional mental health. Uh, so when you say indigenous healing practices, um, what do you, ref- what are you referring to in terms of what, what you incorporate in, in your, in the healing work that you do? That's a great question. Um, so my work is centered around Mexica, indigenous ancestral practices. Um, for those folks who don't know Mexica, aka Azteca, um, so what I have come to learn is right connecting to altar. So how to build an altar, uh, what goes in the altar, what items, right? We talk about the four elements: earth, wind, water, fire. How to use the elementals for healing, for cleansing purposes, um, to center, to ground ourselves. Um, how to connect with ancestors, with spirit guides via meditation, via the altar, how to talk to them in prayer. Um, ¿qué más, qué más? It is very like elemental and nature based, right? In terms of like an example, right? When people come feeling very, very anxious or very, very depressed, what are what is the medicina that's going to be helpful for you? If they already feel connected to a certain element, for example, the water right? So incorporating water into session or even outside in between sessions, whenever next time you feel anxious or next time you feel sad or low, go to the ocean if they're near the ocean, right? Or how to use the water when you're at home, when you shower, when you take a bath, connecting with that element, saying a prayer, giving thanks to the water element, and then just talking a little bit more about the elementals and their medicina and their energies, how to use it and what how they help us to heal, right, and feel better. That's kind of like an example. Uh, and it, the, it sounds like there's a, a part of your, just very, it's also very intuitive. It sounds like there's a part of your intuition that is also very much guiding this this journey in terms of when you connect with a, with a person, I mean, a client, you know, they come to see you and it sounds like you are very connected to that and you're assessing, right? Like just like your own clinical assessment, but it, and it sounds just so intuitive, so spiritual on your end to be able to understand what a person is going through. Yes. And I always like to start by asking them, right? If, if we think about the four elements, we are all connected with, with them one way or another. And I always like to start by asking the person, what is one element that you've always felt connected to? Meaning whenever you were around this element, it made you feel calm. It made you feel relaxed. It made you feel at peace. Right. And then we talk about the four elements and more often than not, people already know, right. It, they don't even hesitate. They're like, Oh, earth. I've, I love hiking, for example, or I love like going outside and taking a walk where there's a lot of trees. Or sometimes it's the water, right? Medicine. Oh, I love going to the ocean. Every time I go to the ocean, I just feel so calm. And so it's about guiding them to connect to themselves too and their own medicine of what is it going to be healing for you? What is going to be helpful for you? Because you already know. And it's just about tapping into it and reconnecting to it, really. 
Um, I love that when you were talking about the elements, I, I just are thinking about myself and what is it that I've naturally connect with. And for me, I would say is, is definitely water. It's definitely being in any form of, of water, whether the beach, the ocean, a river, waterfall, anything is just so soothing and calming. So that's interesting. You know, sometimes we, we are aware, like you said, we know, but it's not until you bring it in this context of healing that it just resonates in a different way. Yeah. And you know, and I, I love how you said that because at the end of the day, it is in our DNA, right? Our ancestors knew this to be true. When we are in balance with the elementals or with ourselves, we do start feeling better. So again, it's about tapping into that and connecting to it in a way that's going to be useful for you. It's in our blood. Ya lo sabemos. The only, the only thing now is learning to reconnect to it because we have felt it before and it's just about practicing and being consistent and making it a part of your daily life, right? I always tell folks that. Um, I know that sometimes that's the greatest challenge, but then it's about finding ways of how to connect to the elements. And it can be also as simple as breathing, right? The air element, the wind element, we're constantly, we're always breathing without even knowing or acknowledging it. So when we become present and mindful to it, we start feeling the effects. Yeah, I love that. So just coming back sometimes just to the breath, right? To the, to, to noticing again, you know, just setting that intention to notice your breath, because like you said, some, we do this all day, but we don't notice the quality, the quality of our, of our breathing. And, and when we become more intentional with that, you know, it, it helps, right. It helps us feel better in, in, in our body, it, you know, so from, from your perspective and, you know, it sounds like you're just incorporate, you incorporate a lot of these indigenous healing practices and with traditional mental health and these, the elements. So from your perspective, how would you say, or how would you describe healing? How do you see, you know, just when you work with folks, how do you start noticing or what lets you know that healing is happening? Oh, that's a good question. For me, I like on a personal level, for me, healing is continuous. I feel like we're never going to stop healing. We always continue healing porque depending on where we are in our journey, in our lives, stuff is always going to happen, right? Difficult challenges are going to happen. And so for me, healing, right? And I don't consider myself a healer, right? Um, or a curandera. For me, it's more of like, let me teach you, let me guide you, let me support you to find the tools, the exercises, the practices, the rituals that are going to be helpful for you to find your own self-healing. It is all about self-healing because at the end of the day, no one can do that but yourself, for yourself. So in terms of healing, right, it really is like subjective. It really is on an individual level. And just asking yourself, if I didn't feel this way, how would I want to feel? What would I want instead of X? And then start calling that in. And so whatever that answer is for you, that's how you know. Once you start getting there, once you start making that progress, you're starting to heal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that resonates with me. The idea that, you know, healing is always, we're always in motion uh, or towards healing. You know, I think we're always moving forward, 
we might have some setbacks, you know, we might have some triggers, things that, that but we're still, we, we don't undo the progress that we've already made. Yes. Right. We, we, it just, we just have to get back on that, on that, on track. Yes. And that happens a lot with people, right. Que se sienten like, Oh, I'm, I went back to my old patterns of like, for example, like someone who's depressed, like, Oh, I went back to my old pattern of now I don't want to get out of bed. And now I don't, I don't have any motivation to do anything. I stopped cleaning the house again. And then it's like putting it into perspective for yourself, right? That relapse, que va a pasar. And then they often feel like I lost control and now I'm having to start all over. And then so putting it into perspective and bring yourself back to the present of like, did you really start all over? Like, did you really lose control? Because look at all of the work that you have done. What is your medicina? What is going to help you get out of bed and come back to that? Because it is okay to sometimes not want to get up out of bed. Because sometimes our bodies do need to rest. So ask yourself, is this a symptom of my depression? Or was I so busy last week that my body is just energetically tired? And put it into perspective for yourself. Yes, is la, la diferencia, right? Oh, I love that. It brings the, uh, what comes to mind right now is the idea of just being more compassionate towards ourselves and, and bringing in more of that self-compassion so we can understand our body, what we've been through. Like you said, just maybe within a week, we we had a heavy week. So no wonder we're feeling this way. So to be able to understand ourselves and say, and be gentle, right? It, is in and of itself so powerful so so but we're so conditioned to not want to feel tired we shouldn't feel tired we shouldn't feel sad we shouldn't we should be out of bed you know at a certain time every day and if not something's wrong with us so being able to to have a moment of reflection and and bringing compassion is so important you know one thing that i want to go back to you mentioned um the altar and the in um, is as part of the the work that you do, and, and so for 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 folks, can you describe a little bit of what is an altar and and how is it helpful, or or you know, how is it helpful, and then what does it contain? Because I think so many people are, are I I know that I've talked to a lot of people that are just they don't even know where to start with this. Yes. So yeah, that's a good question, right? So I always like to explain it to folks that the altar, think of it as a sacred space, right? It's a sacred space in your home. So you get to choose where the sacred space is going to be. It can be in your bedroom. It can be in your living room. It can be outside, right? In the backyard, anywhere. And you want to think of the altar as a sacred space where you can go to ground yourself, to center yourself, to meditate, and or to pray. What goes in the altar? Um, I actually have a whole workshop on this, <laughs> right? In terms yeah. of our Mexica ancestors mm-hmm. and the four elements, the four directions, mm. how to incorporate each one in the altar, the significance of it, the energies. I'm not going to go into details of it, but if someone listening to this just wants to start with the basics and wants to have the sacred space, I would suggest at least have 
an item that represents each of the four elements, right? A fire element, which can be candle, it can be incense, it can be any medicine if you already connect to sage or palo santo or copal, right? So one of those. Um, an earth element, which can be a stone or a crystal, any planta or hierba that you connect with, right? Like lavender or roses or rosemary. Um, air elements, usually for the air element, it can be a feather, right? So maybe if you've ever found feathers while you're walking, or actually the feathers find you, um, that's air element. And then a water element. So just having a, either a glass or a ceramic bowl or plate and have water in it. So have a representation of each one of those. Um, the altar, right, is sacred. You, if, if there's anyone in your life that you want to honor or bless or pray to or pray for, have their picture there. It can be an ancestor, right, someone who has passed away. Or it can be someone who you want to pray for, right? That's still alive. If you don't have a picture of them, you can just write their name on a piece of paper and just have it in the altar. Um, and then anything else that represents you and or your family. So any other items that you want to honor and bless. So for example, if you're a, mus a musician, maybe you want to have your musical notes there or your musical instrument nearby or a representation of that. Um, does that make sense? So hopefully that makes sense. That can be like a basic start if anyone wants to build an altar. And again, this is a sacred space for you to go to on a daily basis. Si se puede, y si no, pues as often as you can to ground and center yourself because that is the center of what you honor and connecting to the four elements, praying to your ancestors, to spirit, to creator, whoever it is that you pray to. And that can just be that space where you honor that time for yourself. That's so beautiful. Just um, just hearing you describe what goes on the altar, just immediately, <laughs> I, I was getting visuals of each item and it's just mm. immediately felt the, the vibration of that just by imagining these, like the feather, when you said the feather find finds you, I've never thought of, you know, I've seen so many feathers on my path and I've never made that connection. It's a such a beautiful idea. Um, is it, is this, a, does it mean something? Like when you see a feather, does it represent something for you? So every winged relative, right? Every bird um, has a different message, has a different medicina. Um, so it just depends, right? What kind of feather it is. Um, I can tell a personal story of, there was a moment in my life where I was feeling very, very anxious Oh, I'm gonna start getting emotional. <laughs> I was feeling very yeah. anxious and stressed mm -hmm. out. And in the span of one week, I found two or three hawk feathers. They were hawk oh. feathers. Oh wow. And at yeah. first, well, they found me, right? Yeah. And they and the three two to three times it was during work hours. I was working out in the field in a community mental health agency. Um, so the feather the feathers found me and at that point in my life, I didn't know what hawk medicine was, right? But I asked around and I received the message that when a hawk feather finds you is because there is chaos in your life. There's too much going on. And the hawk medicine is telling you to take pauses, to take a moment, to be in the present, really, wow. and to center and ground yourself. 
Mm-hmm. So, and in one week, I received that message like two or three times, and I kept those feathers, and I still have them to remind me, right, of that message. Yeah. And we're always receiving messages. The only thing is, like, are we open to receive, and are we being mindful and present with what comes our way? Mm. Last night, we were in full moon ceremony at the beach, and a fox came to visit us, oh. and he and the fox. Oh like went around the outside circle where we were gathered i don't wow. know what the message of the fox is but now i need to find out yeah. things like that that i had never seen a fox in my life no <laughs> no no yeah. where it's like there is so much messages and medicine right um sometimes they're ancestors mm-hmm. right coming back to tell us something in the form of a fox in the form of a bird whatever it is but it's just about taking that moment to being present. Usually mm-hmm. that's the main message. Mm-hmm. Like, are you listening? Are you being present? And what is coming up for you in that moment when you meet that relative? Mm-hmm. That message is showing up for you. Because again, talking about intuition, mm-hmm. if you are connecting to it in a good way, you will most likely be able to receive and hear the message for yourself. Yeah, that oh, that is so beautiful. As you were saying, my mind was like, when have I, what animal have I encountered recently? But it's so fascinating, right? To when you because there's you know I, some people are like, well, it's just uh, it just the animal just happened to be there, right? The 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 bird or whatever it may be. But you can do you can think like that, or you can also see it as a message from the spirit realm. You can see it as an ancestor, and I rather think of it as that right it's so much more beautiful and so much more meaningful than just just that just a coincidence right so I feel like you can either see magic around you or not right but it's still there (laughs) it's like the law of gravity you can believe in gravity or not but it's still gonna be still there there. oh so beautiful what I um I I feel that especially now so many people uh, at least that for what I see on social media and in conversations with friends, I feel like a lot of people are waking up to this, this realm, right. Of the spirit realm. And, and, and there's a lot of interest in, in connecting with the ancestors, connecting with um, the just nature and the elements so, so your medicine, I feel that is just is so needed you know, what you have to share. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the things that you mentioned recently, or you, you, I know you do moon ceremonies and Mm -hmm. you you, you were just in one yesterday, last night. I, I went hiking last night also for the first time and uh, with, with a full moon. So that was pretty, pretty special. Um, Can you share with us a little bit about what you know about the moon and, and, you know why um why do you center your practice around the moon ceremony so much yeah because I, I mean actually that's how I met you sí, sí, cierto. Yeah. Um, a moon ceremony I'm going to share the story of why I connect to la luna so much um it actually started when I was a little girl mm-hmm. right and and this is like going back to how it's it's in our DNA and how it's in our ancestry but because, right, of colonization, we've lost that connection. And now it's about reclaiming and reconnecting. So mm-hmm. when I was little, like, desde cinco, seis años, 
whenever we would go on a on a trip in the car or whenever we were in the car and it was at night i would always look out the window y siempre veía la luna and every time that would happen right and as a car is moving and when you keep staring at the moon it seems like she's following you mm-hmm. and so right. every time that would happen to me i always felt safe and i always felt like she had my back like she was protecting me somehow i always received that energy and that feeling so actually that's my how my connection to luna started since yeah. i was a girl so beautiful. and then when i was i was doing my undergrad at ucla um that's when i started learning about mexica indigenous healing practices Um, because I joined, I joined a student organization called Mecha and we were doing a lot of work around organizing like community organizing, labor organizing and higher education, um, organizing and part of the organization, we were really big also on, right. Going back to our roots, learning about our indigenous ancestors and the way that they healed and the way they basically just lived their life, right. And lived in balance and in harmony, So that's that's where that um, journey started for me. And so and I met um, Felicia Montes, who is one of the co-founders of Mujeres de Maíz, um, and they started having full moon ceremonies um, around that time. And so I got invited to those. And that's kind of how I started um, learning and helping co-facilitate the full moon ceremonies. We used to gather in East L.A., Boyle Heights. So. Yeah, that was about 14, 15 years ago. And ever since then, every single month, like we would have a full moon ceremony. And like I said, for me, that was the space that was very, very healing, right? Connecting to Luna. Luna, um, the Mexica energy of Luna is Coyol Shauki. There's a story behind that too. I have another, a whole other workshop on that, right? We can like talk about <laughs> Oh yeah, all of this, we can go on, yeah. But in terms of the full moon, right, the different faces of the moon as feminine beings, those of us that identify with our feminine energy, uh, we are connected to moon because moon, la luna is ener- uh, feminine energy. Our Mexican ancestors were very big on duality too. So la luna is feminine energy and our father-son, father-son is masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of luna, that's how I've always felt connected to her. Um, depending on the face of the moon, right, is the energy and the medicine that you can work with for the full moon. When there's a full moon, she's in the middle of her face, right? The beginning of the cycle of the moon is the new moon. That's when the new cycle begins. So as feminine beings, we're connected to Luna. Those of us that have wombs and those of us that bleed. When we bleed, when we're in our menstruation, we are in our moon cycle. That's when our, we're supposed to be releasing and letting go, right? Physically, inside of our wounds, we're releasing blood and tissue that no longer serves us, right? All the eggs are coming out to make room for the new. So there's that death cycle, right? And like on the, during the new moon, that's how we're connected to it, right? The new moon is a dark moon. The dark face of the moon is the beginning of a new cycle, You're supposed to release, let go of anything that doesn't serve you, right? Emotionally, emotionally, mentally, physically. Um, and then when she becomes full, that's the middle of her cycle. So during the full moon is a good time to 
continue releasing because her energia and her light is very, very powerful because she's full. She has a full light. And it's also a time of celebration. So it's a time to celebrate your accomplishments, your blessings, your abundance, anything that you set intentions for in the new moon cycle, right? You're supposed to set intentions through the new moon. And then once you get to the full moon in the middle, you're reflecting, right? Oh, what is it that, what were the seeds that I planted? What has come into fruition? What am I celebrating? What do I continue to release and let go of that's blocking me from growing and from moving forward? And then she starts again, right? And so it's basically every new moon cycle is a new beginning for us, is a new time for us to start anew. Right. And it only lasts like what, 20, 29 days is uh, the cycle of the moon. We're supposed to have our moons, our menstruations, también, give or take, right, every 20, 29 days. So that connection is super, super strong. So, so beautiful. And I like how it just go, um, the moon cycle just allows for us to have a period of, of activity, a period of rest, a period of reflection, a period, you know, so it, it, uh, and even celebration, right, of our accomplishments. And it's in, I, I can you imagine if we allowed ourselves that, con- that, in, that to set that intention, right? I mean, I think we would all live much more um, balanced life or whole, right, whole lives. But I, I, I just love it how the moon, this, nature just is giving us this right and it just takes us um you know and just to be able to have that that willingness to connect and learn you know like what you shared is such beautiful information because it it, once you know it's like you can actually set the intention to do that right to to reflect to rest to to celebrate yourself every month yeah, exactly. And it's about energy, right? And it's about being in alignment, como dices, finding that balance that, right? Um, like I, I can talk personally, like being um, diagnosed with seasonal affective disorder, right? Which is basically like you become depressed mm-hmm. when it's winter, when it's fall, when it's gloomy. And when I started connecting to these ways and learning also about the seasons, because mm-hmm. that's another way of living. That's another way of being in alignment mm-hmm. right? with the summer, with the spring, with the fall and with winter. Each season brings different energies. And so me learning that the winter time was a time to rest, to go into your cocoon. ¿Qué, qué hacen los animales during winter? Mm-hmm. They hibernate. They go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So we can learn a lot, right, from our animal relatives that that's what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to be working. We're not supposed to be doing much. We're supposed to be taking it slow and resting. So, right, coming back to also like decolonizing mental health in terms of, well, did I really have seasonal affective disorder? Or is it more like my body's energy and my spirit is so in alignment with the seasons that I need to learn how to connect and tap into that and be aware. And now, right. Like just being grateful with being able to have my own private practice and being able to align with the seasons. I'm already preparing for winter (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I already know that come October, November, December, my body wants to shut down. Mm 
And so knowing that energy is going to come to me, I need to take it slow and slow down. Prepare. Yeah. I work more, right? I work more during summer, during spring because tengo la energía. That's how my body works and it works. And I'm connected to that. So mm-hmm. that from winter time, I can just work less. I'm still working, but I work less. And, mm. I and that has been like so life-changing. It's amazing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can, I can imagine it, to be able to, to give, give yourself permission and that compassion. To, and it, like you mentioned decolonizing mental health is, is bringing that understanding of yourself and your nature human just we are connected you know just humans we're connected to to the to all the elements to all the seasons so it makes sense right like what you shared it makes sense that there are going to there's going to be times in the year where we're going to need to rest more right and and that's not something that is is looked up on <laughs> you know like it, people don't look up on on rest right they don't they they it looks it's people judge you know judge those that stop working all of a sudden it's like well what's wrong with them you know something has to be wrong if you stop working or if you slow down mm-hmm. it's never a good thing right or at least that's how it's perceived so to be able to have that intention to slow down to take care of yourself it, i think it's such an honor yeah and let go of the shame and let go of the guilt that shows up because yes i'm not gonna lie it shows up and that's also like very cultural and that's an intergenerational like pattern that has been passed down because of colonization, right? Starting with colonization, our indigenous ancestors becoming slaves, mm. being told that you need to produce, 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 work, work, work. You don't rest. You don't take breaks. Our parents who are immigrants, I'm first generation, right? So that mentality of like, Tú trabajas porque trabajas, no matter, even if you're sick, you don't take a day off. Mm-hmm. Right. And they had to live that way because it was a survival mechanism, mm-hmm. because they were undocumented, because they would lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. But I like to tell people, honor your parents, right? And the reason why they came to this country which is to make a better life for ourselves. So even though they're still going to criticize and judge you for it, because they will, (laughs) like, just remember, they come from that generation and teach them and let them know it is okay. I can actually take a day off, mom, because I get paid for it. This is why you came here. This is why I went to school. This is why you told me to go to school so that I can have vacation, so that I can have paid sick day leaves. And there is no shame and guilt in that. Oh, I love that. So beautiful. Uh, and Michelle, for, for those folks that would uh, love to get to know more about you and, and the work that you do, maybe even join one of your moon circles, uh, how can people find you? Yes, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Mariposa Ancestral Practices, todo junto, just like that. Uh, my website, www mariposaancestralpractices.com um yeah either either one of those um i will be i'm actually going to be starting a group series with therapists of color just looking to learn these ways and looking to incorporate indigenous and ancestral practices for our own self-healing 
right? And I know as therapists, a lot of stuff comes up for us, right? In parallel with working with clients. So mm -hmm. it's also a support group for us to talk about what's coming up for us and how to move forward in a good way, mm -hmm. right? By using indigenous ancestral practices. Right. Sounds, sounds like a beautiful offering. Uh, thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for sharing with, with the podcast listeners today. And I look forward to another conversation with you. Sí, gracias. Yes, thank you of for inviting course. Me. I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope that you found it healing and nourishing to your mind and soul. If there's a friend that you think would benefit from listening to this information, please share it. Share about our podcast. If you feel called to, please leave us a review as this really, really helps boost our presence here in Apple Podcasts and it makes it easier for others to find us to stay up to date on new episode releases and special events and projects that I'm working on. You can follow us on Instagram at Inner Healing Paths Podcast, and you can subscribe to my newsletter by going to my website, which is rosachettilcsw.com. And I will include this information and links in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to sharing with you again next time.